When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. First of all, before we get started, I want to say Merry Christmas. I hope you all are having an amazing day, a blessed day. And I hope this year just gets better for all of us. Of course, this has been a rough year for many of us with the pandemic going on. Um, But there's one thing to look forward to. We have pro wrestling, and you have Wrestling World, hosted by me. Austin Blur. And um, before we get into anything, I just want to say thank you all for your support. You know, when I started this a few months ago, I didn't think I'd get this far. I, I started this as a hobby, but then I began to love it. And I just want to say thank you all for everything. Now, getting into some wrestling. With Raw ratings being like they are, the USA Network has said they want to push for more adult content. And what better way to do that than the TLC pay-per-view that we saw this past Sunday with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton headlining the event now as many of you may witnessed the fiend was burned alive by none other than Randy Orton now I know what you're saying does the fiend go away is he buried now the answer is no because the stipulation of the match was a Firefly Inferno match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt was never pinned, nor was he submitted. Thus, thus far, his character is not buried. His character now will only evolve. And with WWE wanting more adult content, The Fiend evolving will only help the ratings. And what better way, well, WWE sees this as a better way, but what better way to push for adult content than having The Fiend be burned alive? Now, this is something that has come with mixed reviews, I understand. Now, we, we've seen The Fiend be burned alive. This is something that we haven't seen done in an Inferno match. We've seen Inferno matches before, and we've seen them happen, but not like this. Now, obviously, it was a mannequin. It wasn't The Fiend, actually. You know, you can't actually burn... You know, someone in the ring. It was a mannequin, but in the world of pro wrestling, things can happen. I will say, you know, that I think the finish to the match was a little too much. Um, they could have went about this differently. Yes, it was cool to watch, but did they really have to burn the fiend completely? Um, no. But I do like the fact that during the match, while the Fiend was burning, he did have the mandible claw on Randy Orton. Um, that was the cool visual to see. But did they have to burn the Fiend completely? No. Um, I think it is very insulting. Like, 
It's, it's, it's insulting our intelligence a little bit. Much like the eye for an eye match with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Obviously, that was the most stupidest thing I've seen in a long time. No, um, not saying the whole Inferno match wasn't cool. You know, this had a lot of good spots in the match. You know, they, they brought the chair back that Bray Wyatt used to sit in during the match. You know, with, with the fire around the chair, I thought that was cool. But the question is, what happens next? I, I get that WWE wants more adult content. But how are they going to top this going forward? What will they do? Now I feel a new era is coming. The TLC pay-per-view proves that. But what will Monday Night Raw do to keep the train rolling? Now, obviously, we can't see somebody be burned alive every week. But, with these stipulation matches going forward, I could see us going back to something similar like the Brutus Aggression Era. Something PG-14, at least. Because, honestly, right now, I think the PG-13 era is over. But like I said, how are they going to further this feud with Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and Alexa Bliss? Now, we did see Alexa Bliss return this past Monday night. She has been gone for a few weeks filming a movie. She also was taking vacation time off. I do like the fact they're calling this Alexa Bliss's playground. She said The Fiend built her that playground. Um, And if WWE is smart with booking. They will keep Bray Wyatt off of TV until at least the Royal Rumble. You know, kind of build towards his return a little bit. And what better way to do that than to have Alexa Bliss on TV until The Fiend returns. And then once he returns, they can kind of further that feud. But they, you know, throughout the weeks, I assume they will tease The Fiend's return. You know, obviously... We knew Bray Wyatt wasn't going away. WWE has put so much effort into this character, building it up and making it what it was. The thing is, they're not going to take it away. They've done so much to this character. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is ratings. And if you take that aspect away from Raw, you might as well say goodbye to Monday Night Raw because that is where your ratings come from. With the most unique character in wrestling today, Bray Wyatt. Now I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bray Wyatt fan, but it's the truth. We haven't seen a character like Bray Wyatt in so long. And if WWE is smart, they will keep Bray Wyatt off of TV. Now I am kind of curious as what what they'll do with his appearance, but I'm not so concerned. The only thing I'm hoping they don't do is that they they don't alter, you know, they don't change the Fiend's mask so much. Now, I know we'll be getting a different version of the Fiend, but the question is, the question is, what version will we be getting? It would be cool to see the Fiend come back with like a burnt mask on, you know, to show that he still has the burn marks from the TLC event. It would be cool to see the fiend, you know, rise from the ring in flames, and, you know, kind of you know, drag Orton, you know, blow to the ring or something. Because um, after all, the fiend was burned, and as Alexa said the other night, that he is now home. Now that's that she's making a reference to hell. You know, the fiend is home where he belongs. So it would make sense for Bray Wyatt to return and surprise Randy Orton from coming from under the ring. 
just a theory of mine, you know, something WWE could do when Bray Wyatt does return. Um, obviously, with this character, there's no telling what could happen. There's so many routes they can go. I do like the fact they're teasing this. They're teasing the Fiend's return. This reminds me of, you know, when Randy Orton burned Taker alive. They teased Taker's return. And they could do this with the Fiend. Because much like the Undertaker, the Fiend has some sort of supernatural powers that WWE could always use during this feud going forward you know kind of tease the thing kind of playing mind games at Randy much like Taker did and if WWE like I said is smart they will use Alexa properly maybe even Alexa can have a feud here and there Because quite honestly, we're due for another Alexa match. Question is, what will they do with Alexa? How will they build towards the Fiend's return? How will they make things interesting? Because Bray Wyatt and Alexa as a whole, you know, they're gold together. They go well. They work together well. You know, um... I like the fact that they're treating Bray Wyatt as if he was a horror movie character. They're treating him as if he's unstoppable. And the thing about horror movies is you can kill a monster so many times, but in the end, they will come back. They will come back be something stronger. I don't know if any of you are a fan of horror movies, but we've seen it with Michael Myers. We've seen it with Freddy Krueger. Hell, even Chucky. You know, every time you kill a monster, it comes back more evil, more stronger, and, and, and they're out for revenge. And Bray Wyatt has tweeted before the TLC event that everything comes full circle and you can't kill it. Now Bray Wyatt has tweeted a picture of a cocoon. Now is he reborn? Maybe. But what's to come? But what's to come is a new era. And I believe the Ruthless Aggression Era, something similar to that is coming. Now, it's not going to be completely the same. You know, with WWE being for the kids nowadays, it's not going to be like it used to be. Um, obviously, you know, the kids play a big role in pro wrestling nowadays. Well, WWE at least. Because you see, you kind of see more edgier product on AEW, but in the world of WWE, kids do play a big factor. So if we see something similar to the ruthless aggression era, um, it, it will be something PG-14. It won't be completely what we saw in the past, but what a way! To bring it back with none other than the fiend Randy and Alexa what's to come next we shall see but raw ratings have improved already I don't, I don't remember the exact number that they said Monday Night Raw had this past week but it was much better than last week's so if WWE can keep that ball rolling somehow then they should have no problem going forward in the next few months. But Royal Rumble is around the corner. So Bray Wyatt could return. 
I, I don't imagine they'll keep him off TV very long. But, but we'll see. Um, there is that possibility they could have him return soon rather than later. But we'll see what happens. At TLC, we also saw the return of Charlotte Flair. Now, Charlotte Flair, she couldn't have returned at a much better time with Raw ratings being as bad as they are. Charlotte's return, you know, needed to happen. I don't agree with them putting the titles on Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Because honestly, does Charlotte need a title? No. Could they have brought her back differently? Yes. But, does this mean we are getting a Asuka versus Charlotte feud coming soon? Maybe. Because honestly, I don't see them having Asuka, you know, hold a women's championship and a tag team championship at the same time. I just don't see it happening. Eventually, Charlotte will turn heel. Hopefully, this time, she won't be shoved down our throats. Because the problem with Charlotte is that she's overused. If many of you can recall, the last time Charlotte was on TV, she was on all three brands. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. All three. That is the problem with characters. You can't overuse them. Going back to The Fiend, that's why The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is so unique because they don't overuse him. And with somebody like Charlotte, you know, yes, she's good in the ring, but when you overuse a character as much as they use her, then the fans become bored, tired, restless. They want something new. And... You know, a lot of people used to hate on Roman Reigns for this. Is the fact that he was pushed down our throats constantly. Now, Roman wasn't on every brand. But all you heard when you turned on your TV was the big dog this, the big dog that. And people got tired of it. Which, I don't understand why they would hate on Roman as much. I understand why they would hate on Charlotte because she's on all three brands. She used to be. But, Roman has made a name for himself. He did beat some names like Taker and Cena. And, and so for you know going forward but if they don't overuse Charlotte like they did in the past I think she'll be fine um the only thing I see that is upsetting about this is the fact that Lana's push has kind of killed the moment for the last eight weeks we've seen know in the past we've seen Lana go to announcers tables we've seen WWE build her up as a baby face but what did they do you know they took her out of a TLC pay-per-view with the storyline injury now to some that might be upsetting I for one I'm not a big Lana fan but so be it you know um but you can't build Lana up to be killed off later. You know, you can't kill her push. Is this a surprise to anybody? No, I, I saw this coming. Lana was obviously just there until Charlotte returns. I've said in the past, you know, what will they do with Lana? And for a while it seemed, you know, she would be in the top spot. Do I see her holding any championships? Probably not. Maybe a tag team championship. You know, soon or whatever, but... This kills Lana's push. And maybe this will bring some heat on Charlotte, I don't know. Obviously, they have big plans for Charlotte. It is determined to see what they do with Lana. I don't like, like I said, I don't like the fact they put a title on Charlotte. I think it was, they could have done something different with her. And if they would have done something different, that would have saved Lana's push. 
she could have had that tag team match or whatever, but it made more sense to have one and have a push, being they, they built her up for so long. But this comes as no surprise. Um, Charlotte doesn't need a title. I think WWE's thing is, I think that when Charlotte returns, I, or, you know, when they, when they think of something to do with Charlotte, they automatically think, okay, well, let's put a title on her. Because look at how many championships Charlotte has won. I mean, she is Ric Flair's daughter. But at this point, she has become the female version of John Cena. Not saying John Cena hasn't accomplished, you know, nothing on his own. Because he has, you know, Cena's done a lot for himself. But Cena also had a lot of championships, championship runs. You know, a lot of pushes were killed because of Cena, in my opinion. Um, you know, that was in the past, back in his younger days. You know, now he's putting guys over. But back to what I'm saying, does Charlotte need as many championships as she's had? No. And that's the thing about why fans get tired of Charlotte, why fans get restless, is because she is shoved down her throat constantly. She is constantly put in the title scene when she is not needed to be in that role. There's so many women in the back that deserve that. Oscar, for one, hasn't had a, a decent run. I mean, she's had a few feuds here and there, but are people, you know, looking at her as a big star? You know, I don't know. Um, I would like to see Oscar hold on to the title a little bit longer until Becky once returns. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they will put Becky on Raw. Who knows? But it's just the fact that, you know, Becky never lost the title. So I would like to see Oscar hold on to that title for a little bit longer until Becky returns. But that's that's unlikely to happen. Because there's always that possibility they put Becky on SmackDown with Seth or whatever. Um, and, and Charlotte being, you know, Charlotte, you know, they could always turn her heel because honestly Charlotte's best work is as, as a heel so I, I I just I don't I don't I don't want to see Charlotte shoved down her throats again and I, I feel that that's what WWE will do and if that happens I will turn off my TV because when they did that the last time it was unbearable to watch it was Back when she won the NXT Championship, she wasn't needed on on every brand. They could have kept her on one brand. And but as long as they don't overuse her, then we'll be fine. Um, do I see Charlotte winning the Women's Championship again? Probably for another six times or whatever. Um, honestly, she's Ric Flair's daughter. You know. She could become the first ever female 16-time champion, tying her dad's record or, or even beating him, beating the record, judging by how they're booking her. Obviously, she has a few world title wins left. She's young, too, so her career could go for a long time. Depending on how healthy she stays, you know, injuries have plagued the WWE, like, hell, but, um, I, I think WWE just like, likes to push Charlotte to the top, and the thing is, Charlotte doesn't need a title to stay relevant, she's Ric Flair's daughter, she'll, you know, she'll be a star regardless of what role they put her in, people will know the name Charlotte Flair, in my opinion, they, they, they know it now, and going forward, you know, she has a legacy, so, it's it's. She doesn't need a, a big push, but this is WWE, you know. It it doesn't surprise me. I feel sorry for Alana. Because. You know. She was promised for a big push, and I think fans kind of got their hopes up a little bit. But. What were they going to do with Lana going forward? What could they possibly do with Lana to make her 
top, baby face. She doesn't have that much ring experience. Now, we've seen decent matches from Lana. You know, the, the match she's had recently, you know, it was, it was okay. It was decent. But what could they do with her going forward? Obviously, with her husband being in AEW, could her push last? I don't know. Um, I, I would have liked to see her win the Tag Team Championship with Asuka. That have made more sense than have Charlotte. Because obviously Charlotte's a better singles competitor. Putting Charlotte in the tag division really isn't the best option. It have made more sense for Lana to, to win the titles, but that wasn't the route they took. Um, is Lana's push killed? That's to be determined. Whether WWE decides to do something with her and put her in a role. Because on, honestly, Lana, you know, could get pushed back a little bit. There's always that possibility. Now you have the women's division. You have Mandy Rhodes and and, and uh, Dana Brooke. You know, Dana Brooke is another one that I feel WWE could use a little better, use a little more. And with this new era coming, which I believe, you know. And WWE wanting the ratings, you know, they should push, you know, some of these women that don't get a shot. Build this women's division up. Not saying Asuka isn't, you know, a great women's champion, but if they if they build some of these women up, you know, you'll have more than one star in the women's division. You'll have more than one main eventer. Obviously, if Becky Lynch gone, you know, she was one of the top women in. The WWE and Charlotte Flair coming back. Like I said, she couldn't have came back at a decent time. But you have all these women in the locker room that really don't get a push. Charlotte, uh, Mandy Rhodes and Dana Brooke are two of them. Ever since Mandy Rhodes came to Monday Night Raw, they haven't done nothing with her. And Dana Brooke, she has the athleticism. She used to be a female bodybuilder. Why isn't she, you know, in a more prominent role in the tag division? I would like to see her on the mic a little bit. Honestly, I think Dana Brooke and Natalya would be a, a, a good pair as a tag team. I, I don't know. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rhodes, they, they, it's kind of a, a weird a weird teaming with them. I don't know. I feel WWE just paired them together. Out of not knowing what to do. Lack of creativity, I guess. But what I'm saying is the women's division, or the tag team division at least, it needs a shake-up. And what better way to do it going forward than the new era that's coming. Now, SmackDown, man. SmackDown is killing it right now, I think. And the reason, you know, their ratings are sticking... Or, you know, better than Raw's is because of Roman Reigns and uh, Kevin Owens. The match they had Sunday was one of the best matches, you know, in a while. And I think that a lot of people kind of doubted this match a little bit. I think, you know, people were kind of overlooking this match a little bit. But honestly, um,. There's a reason this match was so good. That's because of who, who, the guys you have working, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Let's be honest, Roman Reigns is killing it as a heel. Um, he's doing great, man. Uh, having Paul Heyman by his side, he is cutting promos, which I'm surprised because, you know, when they first paired. Roman and Paul Heyman together. I figured Paul Heyman will kind of, you know, shoot the promos for Roman Reigns, much like he did with Brock Lesnar. But I like the fact that Roman Reigns is cutting his own promos. You know, he, he's getting better on the mic, and you can see that coming from Roman. Because back then, Roman struggled with promos. And like I've said, you know, 
A lot of people hated on Roman. Now his promos weren't why people were hating on Roman. It was just the fact that he was shoved down our throats. People wanted him to be a heel because they wanted to boo him. And now that he is a heel, we have a reason to boo him. This is what we wanted. People back then, they wanted to hate Roman Reigns. Now we love to hate Roman Reigns. We love Roman Reigns. You know, people are big... People love this heel character. And given that this... Everything this guy has been through, he deserves a big push. This poor guy battled leukemia, man. And to come back during this pandemic... A big risk for him. My hat goes off to him, man. He, you know, God bless him. He deserves this top spot. He deserved it back then. But me, and much like the WWE Universe, you know, we didn't know what he was going through back then. He he beat Taker. He beat Cena. I, th I think a lot of Romans push that people hated him for was the fact that he beat Taker. He beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's when I started to notice that things were kind of going south for him. I think people disagreed with that. But the thing about this business is you got to put... The older guys, they put people over. That's how you build new stars going forward. And Taker, you know, he did the right thing putting Roman over. Not with the sour taste in the mouth of many people in the WWE Universe who probably thought, you know, Taker was on his way out. He should have won. Because many people thought that was Undertaker's last match. And I understand, you know, people want Taker to win, thinking it is his last match. But, you always have to give back, you know. So I think a lot of that had to do with Roman's push. Um... Now, Roman as a heel now is, is great, though. Um, I would like to see, you know, Kevin Owens and Roman continue this feud. They've had a great match TLC, and they have the Steel Cage match coming tonight. Like I said, we're, we're, we're out for a new era. And if WWE, they keep pushing these stipulation matches... And, you know, exciting us. Then, you know, I don't see WWE struggling as bad as they will. Now, obviously, with The Fiend, we can't see somebody be burned alive every night on Raw or whatever. You know, it is TV. <coughs> you know, the majority of, of, of fans in WWE are kids. So, you know, you, you can't put that on TV every week. But, you know, if you make your product a little bit edgier, the people will watch. And with WWE competing with AEW in ratings, <coughs> competing to be the dominant brand, this is a way for WWE to bounce back and say, hey, we are the dominant company. We are better than you, we are better than AEW. If Vince McMahon is smart, he will bring back a new era. He will bring back something similar to the ruthless aggression area era that we've seen in the past. But you have to understand that times are changing. What we've seen in the past, we will not see today. Now, a lot of the people in the ruthless aggression area have retired. You know, John Cena, he played a big part in the Ruthless Aggression era. But Cena, you know, he's off doing his own thing right now. And he deserves it. He's accomplished everything there is in WWE. A 16-time world champion. And he, he contributed a lot to WWE, especially in those days. And, and a lot of people we've seen in the Ruthless the Ruthless Aggression Era are all gone. You know, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Taker, all those guys. 
So if they do bring back something similar to the Ruthless Aggression Era, who was going to step up? How will they make their product a little more watchable? Because if you compare AEW to WWE on, you know, the violence, you know, the entertainment, um, AEW is a little more, you see a little more violence in AEW than you were in WWE, and that is because WWE, you know, the programming is PG-13. Now, what we've seen in TLC this past Sunday wasn't so PG-13, um, and if WWE could be a little more edgier, like we've seen this Sunday, they'll be fine. And I think this will be a slap in the face to AEW going forward. Keep keep in mind, you know, WWE still has NXT. They have the World Games, which is big. And that's always big in ratings that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, AEW's better. But I think people forget NXT, you know, that NXT is probably one of the more dominant brands compared to Raw or SmackDown. I think people enjoy NXT just for the fact that it's something new. You know, not only do we get to see stars on Raw and SmackDown, but we get to watch NXT, which compared to AEW, AEW is one week, you know, is a one week show. Then you have Raw on Monday, you know, NXT on Wednesday, and SmackDown on Friday. So you get to see more of WWE than you do of NXT. Get to see more of WWE than you do of AEW, excuse me. But the the thing about AEW is it's more a lot more edgier than WWE, so people will tune in to watch AEW. And AEW's booking lately with Kenny Omega, I think, is really just through the roof. You know, people want to tune in just to see what happens. So if WWE can pull something off, you know, kind of build towards, like I said, build towards Bray Wyatt's return, kind of keep that train rolling, you know, let Roman do his thing like he's done so far, he's doing a great job, and, and like, keep the, you know, the edgy, edginess going, then WWE will be dominant in the ratings, I believe. The reason that they struggle so bad is because it's, it's so PG-13 compared to, like, in the past that we've seen WWE, you know, we, we don't get to see that anymore because of, of, you know, the majority of the fans are kids now, and like I said, you gotta be careful what you put on TV because of the kids, um, so I, I do see them bringing back something similar to what we've seen in the past. It won't be exactly what we've seen, but, you know, let's see something new and something fresh. Let's get the, the fans that used to watch wrestling, let's get them watching again. Let's bring back some of them older fans. Because, to be honest, you know, whenever you see the older wrestling fans, they say, man, wrestling was so much better back then, back in my day, or, or whatever. Compared to how it is now, it's definitely not what it used to be. Um, I don't think it'll ever be the same as what it used to be. But if you could bring back something similar than what it used to be, I think, you know, going forward, I think they'll be dominant. I think they'll be fine. But that's all up to Vince McMahon or whoever is in charge to, to pull this off. And with USA, you know, saying, give us more adult content. Judging by what we've seen in TLC, I think we're getting something new. Because WWE, I don't think they'll find another network. They've been with the USA Network for years. So, if WWE wants to, you know, have a, a TV deal that will last them a long time, I think... 
going the PG-14 route will only help in the future. And it's not like WWE doesn't have the talent. You know, they have the talent to make the product better. It's just the booking. The booking, I think, is what's hurting the company. The lack of creativity, you know. They have the talent, they just don't use them properly. There's a lot of wasted talent in WWE. And if you've, and if you've listened to my podcast, if you've listened... If you've listened to several episodes of my podcast, you know I'm very vocal about the the wasted talent that is used, that is not used in WWE. Because they have so much talent they could be using better. Um, Going forward, this is a new year. Um, Hopefully they start using stars like they should. I tell you what, I'm a big fan of that Jackson Riker. Now, many of you may not know him, but he uh, his, he used to go by Gunner in TNA. And I think pairing him with Elias, I think would be cool. Because Elias, I think, is one of the top hills in WWE. And I think he is overlooked as well for the good work he does. Does he need a title? No. Does he need a title to stay relevant? No. Because he he does decent work even without a title. You don't got to put a title on him to make him a star. Just like you don't got to put a title on Bray Wyatt to make him a star. You didn't have to put a title on Taker to make him a star. It's just how you use them going forward. Now, judging what they'll do with with this pairing of Elias and Riker, I don't know. Um, obviously, we'll see Jackson Riker in the ring a little more, as we should. But we'll see what happens. Um, they could always, you know. I don't. I don't see them going in a in a tag team division. But. Um, what they'll do is beyond me. I know that Jackson Riker was a member of the Forgotten Sons. That stable obviously disbanded due to a tweet that Jackson Riker had put out poetically, but we won't get into that. Um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, you know, they paired... The other two members of their Forgotten Sons with Baron Corbin. Which I don't see them doing much with Baron Corbin either. I think Baron Corbin, I think they're just lost on what to do with him. He is the king of the ring. But does that matter? Obviously not. Like I said, um, WWE has the talent to be more edgier. But if I'm WWE and I'm looking at the current product you have versus the current product you should have, I'm taking some things off my TV. Well, I don't mean to say that. I'm taking some things off my program. I mean, if I'm WWE, I'm getting rid of Retribution. Keep Ali a heel. Keep Mustafa Ali a heel. But get rid of the whole Retribution group as a whole I think it just makes the product look bad um as I've said before we can't take these guys serious and with the USA Network huh, wanting more adult content wanting something more better then they will get rid of the useless garbage they, they have on their program not saying Mustafa Ali isn't talented, but what is this push doing for him? I would like to see Ricochet turn heel, though. Maybe that will bring some light to the Retribution stable. But what if what if WWE was to just rebuild 
the retribution stable. And get rid of Slapjack. Get rid of Mace. T-Bar. Throw them in NXT. And replace them with talent that doesn't get used on the Raw brand. Some actual, you know, names that, that we know. As I've said before, the names like T-Bar, Mason, and Slapjack, are we going to take them serious? If we're wanting something edgier and we have guys like names like that, no, it, it's not going to be serious. I mean, compared to like, if you compare Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and stars like that, and then you look at guys like Retribution, it's it's just it makes the product look bad as a whole. Um, they need to get rid of some things. They need to straighten themselves out as a whole. With the roster, like I said, the women's division is kind of stale right now. I think it's just all over the place. Like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. <coughs> um, it's not a good pairing for me. Um, now, some may disagree, but I just feel as if they're throwing people together. They could always bring a tag team up from NXT because NXT does have a, a good women's division and that's the problem with um, I think WWE is that well not WWE but Raw is that they're just all over the place to where NXT it seems like it's more structured it's more well put together in the women's division but hopefully things improve with Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Now you do have tag teams like Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, but other than that, who else do you have besides Mandy Rhodes and Dana Brooke? Or uh, I think Natalia is is a part of a tag team or whatever, ain't she? I'm not sure, but um. They, they can make the tag team division something more than what it is. The women's division, at least. Uh, they, um, they do have the talent on NXT they can call up. But being that Monday Night Raw is filled with stars, there's no reason to call anybody up. Use the stars you have. And then... You know, going forward, it'll be something worth looking at. Now, if they start shoving Charlotte Flair down our throats, then people are going to turn off their TVs. I know I will. That's something I don't want to see again. Now, is it likely that we'll see it again? Probably. Because Raw and WWE, when they want ratings, who do they go to? Charlotte Flair. Because for some reason, WWE thinks that Charlotte Flair, you know, will draw ratings altogether. But Charlotte Flair is just one person. You have a whole show. Use the stars you have and use them properly. And you won't have a problem. Now, like I said with The Fiend, you know, Alexa and Randy Orton, they're, <coughs> they're kind of carrying Raw as a whole. Now, you do have the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, MVP, and Bobby Lashley. Now, in my opinion, like I've said, next to, you know, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Alexa, you, you can't overlook the Hurt Business. They're killing it every week. Now you do have your little comedy acts like R-Truth, you know, getting involved, and that's always fun. But the Hurt Business is a group. It, 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 they're just dominant right now. They're, they're, doing, they're doing great. They're killing it. 
and the, the fact that uh, Cedric and Shelton, you know, they won the tag team championships from the New Day, I think is even better. Because that just makes them more dominant as a stable that makes them look better. Now the New Day, they've had way too many tag team championships. You know, they don't need another one. Now the New Day, people want to see them. Now with Big E being, you know, out of the group, it's kind of different. It's not the same as what it used to be. But do, does the New Day need titles? No. Um, should Shelton, Shelton, Benjamin, and Cedric keep the titles for a while going forward? Yes. Because I think the fans are kind of high on the Hurt Business. I think, you know, MVP on the mic is great. And having Bobby Lashley in the mix is even better. Um... I do like the fact that, you know, we get to see these guys every week. I, I don't enjoy the fact that Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy are kind of feuding with them right now. Um, it's the Hardy Bros or whatever, which is a play on the Hardy Boys, but which is dumb in my opinion. That, Matt Riddle is another one who I think should be used better, but, uh, you know, he's, he's more of a comedy act now. Um. Pairing him up with Jeff Hardy, I hope this doesn't last. Jeff Hardy is a singles competitor. He should remain as a singles competitor. Unless, you know, eventually they do feud for the tag team titles, which could happen. Um, I don't I don't really see a problem with Riddle and Hardy. I don't like the name. Well, I don't, I don't like... I'd rather see Jeff Hardy in a singles competition than a tag team competition, but I think everybody's just so used to seeing Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy team up that they're not used to change. Um, you know, maybe going forward, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy will be decent as a tag team. That, that's determining if they, you know, carry on being a team going forward. But. I do think they need to change the name a little bit. Um, obviously, the fans aren't liking it. At least the fans that I've seen, you know, and read about. And so I, I do think you know, there needs to be some changes. But maybe this is some kind of light for Matt Riddle a little bit. You know, if anybody can kind of build Matt, Matt Riddle up, it'll be Jeff Hardy. Um them too as a as a stable though as a tag team we'll just have to see where it goes but the hurt business like i said man they're they're killing it and if wwe you know is smart they're going to use this booking to their advantage like i said they have they have the stars use them properly and you'll be fine Now, I do think with the pandemic going on, like it has before, well, like it has been, I'm sorry, um, with the pandemic being the way it is, with no fans in the arena, that plays a big role, I think, on storylines. It takes a lot of the excitement away, because, the, you know, the fans, they bring the excitement. Maybe that's the reason why WWE is struggling with ratings. Maybe that's why uh, the creative team is struggling because maybe it's hard to be as creative when you don't got fans to bring the excitement. It, it honestly doesn't feel the same without the fans. Um, it, it's it's too quiet in the Thunderdome, even with you know the monitors having the fans on the screens. And, and it's nice to have the fans, you know, to kind of play a role, but it's not the same. Not saying we need fans in the arena now, with this pandemic going on. Obviously, that's not the right choice. 
but hopefully hopefully soon things go back to normal and we can get the old wrestling back thing about this pandemic is it's ruined a lot for wrestling I'm glad that pro wrestling has found ways to still entertain us and still you know kind of evolve even through this pandemic but I do hope things go back to normal soon not just for us but for the talent itself obviously it's been a struggle for everyone involved Yeah, it's it's you can't go to the live events anymore <coughs> and that that I think that takes a lot of the enjoyment out of pro wrestling for, for a lot of the fans but if WWE you know does go to the PG-14 era or or something similar then that will bring you know some excitement to the world of pro wrestling They need to do something. And like I said, I, I don't see them moving to a different network. <coughs> They've been with USA Network for years. I don't see them just, you know, up and leaving and finding a new TV deal. Especially because they've been with USA for so many for so many years. But if I'm WWE, I mean, I'm making my product a little more better as a whole this was much needed um the fans have been longing for you know better product for for years now not just now but for for years I think the PG-13 era has lasted too long I think we need something new we need something fresh to kinda bring WWE as a whole back to life you know, like I said, let's bring some of them older fans back. Let's do, let's do something different. Um, they can always do something different. WWE needs to evolve in a way. Because pro wrestling as a whole is evolving. There's new competition, you know, um... There's AEW now, Ring of Honor, which I think Ring of Honor doesn't get a lot of credit for for as good a show they put on. But that's just me. But um, like I said, you have Ring of Honor, AEW, you know, now even Impact is getting a little bit of buzz with Don Callis and Kenny Omega appearing on Impact for a couple episodes. You know, you see all these other companies, you know, kind of evolving. You know, they're not as PG as WWE is. And WWE, need, they, they need that change. Um, I do understand there's kids in the audience. There's kids that watch pro wrestling. But I remember being a kid and during the Ruthless Aggression era, I, I lived through it. And that's what made wrestling fun. That's what made wrestling entertaining. It's not just about the matches, but it's about the storylines. That's the thing about pro wrestling. It's not just about the matches themselves, but it's 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 about the entertainment. We watch pro wrestling for the entertainment. And I remember as a kid, you know, loving the Ruthless Aggression era. Loving Kurt Angle, Cena, Taker. Guys like that, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, you know. Guys that helped build the Ruthless Aggression era. So, you know, in my opinion, if I, I think if I can live through it, then these kids can too. I think it'll be something memorable for the kids. And I think it'll, it'll help WWE evolve, like I said. But the question is, who will step up? Will WWE pull the trigger and say, hey, we're going to give you something new? Or will they go back to, you know, being PG-13? Because if they go back to being what they are now, PG-13, they're not going to evolve. And, and, and Monday Night Raw will struggle. 
they do have the stars, but there's only so much they could do with the talent they have before, you know, they need something to change. So we'll see what happens, guys. Um, change is coming, though, I promise. But thank you all for listening to this very exciting episode. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless. Thank you for listening.